Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, good morning and happy Easter. I'm excited you're here. I love just singing songs of Easter, singing songs and celebrating all that Christ has done. And what we're going to do today is we are going to uh, complete our sermon series that we are in the middle of right now called Red Letter Questions, which means this. It means next week we're starting a brand new series, and I want to personally invite you, if you're a first-time guest, you haven't been around for a while, it's a great time to come back next week as we are jumping into a sermon series entitled My Big Fat Mouth. And yes, it's exactly what you think it was. There's times where our mouth sometimes can get us in trouble. I don't know about you, but I've let my mouth get me in trouble sometimes. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how to overcome that as well. But what we're going to do today is we're going to celebrate Easter by jumping back in and completing this series, Red Letter Questions, which what we've been doing is we've been looking at the questions that Jesus asked each and every one of us. And again, if you look at your Bibles, there's some red letters, and the red letters are in the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the four accounts of, of Jesus' life and ministry. And those red letters are the words that Jesus spoke. And if you look at those letters, he used a form of communication more than any other form, and it was the form of questions. Right? Jesus used questions more than any other type of communication because he knew the power of questions. Right? He knew that, that questions lead to not just transferring information, but true transformation in our life. Right? And that's what Jesus is all about. He's about transformation. That's what we're celebrating today, the fact that Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, but he conquered death. He conquered the grave, and he resurrected and transformed all of us so we could be connected back with God. So what we're doing, though, is we're looking at one of these questions here that, that Jesus asked us. It's a question of Jesus that he asked actually when he had risen from the dead. It's a question that he asked after he had conquered the tomb. And it's this question right here. Do you love me? Do you love me? Now, this is a pretty common question. This is a question that I think many of us, we've probably pondered about before. We've probably had this question ourselves before, right? This is a question that we've all maybe asked, been asked before as well. And it's a common question. In fact, it's so much, it's so common that there's many songs about it as well. In fact, right when I said that, there was probably a couple songs going through your head. So, for you, maybe, we have any country fans? Maybe you had this song going through your head. I read what she wrote. Do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? And if you do, well, then don't be afraid to take me by the hand. If you want to, I think this is how love goes. Check yes or no. Like a little t country twang in the morning, right? Nothing like George Strait for Easter, right? A little country song. Maybe if you're for you young hip kiddos there, this could be the song. A little flashback to last summer. Maybe this is the song that you were reminded of, right? Kiki, do you love me? Are you right? I'm gonna learn the dance. Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you. Always KB. Do you love me? Are you right? And then finally, not for older people, but for more wise people, maybe this is the song that came to mind. Do you love me? I can really move. Do you love me? I'm in the groove. Do you love me? Do you love me? Now that 
But the question, do you love me? Right? It's a common question. It's a question that we've all had. Again, it's a question we maybe have verbalized. It's a question we've probably thought about before. Because the truth is, it leads to this deep yearning that we all have. And the truth is, we all want to be loved. We all have this desire to be loved. In fact, in the Bible, Proverbs 19.22 states this exact truth, where it says, what a person desires is unfailing love. Right? This is mankind's deepest desire. It's something we all search for, right? We all search for a place to fit in. We all search for, for somebody to partner up with. We all search for belonging. We all search for this connection, right? We're all searching for some type of validation. We're searching for love, right? In fact, many of the things that we do in our lives, they revolve around this desire to be loved. It's a desire that we all have. And here's Jesus, and he's asking the same question too. And he specifically asked his disciple Peter this in the book of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 17, which we're going to spend a lot of our time there today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me to John chapter 21. Again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource you can actually put on your phone. And we're okay with you pulling your phone out in service. That's cool. And what we really want you to do is put the Bible out on there so that you can actually pull your phone out anywhere you go and read your Bible throughout the week, not just on a Sunday morning, not just on Easter Sunday, but every single day. And in this passage of Scripture in John, it's a passage where, where we see Jesus had already gone to the cross. Right? He had already died on the cross. He was already placed in the tomb, and he already conquered that. On the third day, he arose from the dead. Again, this is why we're here, because the grave couldn't hold him. Right? His name is victory over all that. Death couldn't stop him, and he conquered death. Again, this is why we're here to celebrate Easter to celebrate all that Jesus has done. And this is what Jesus has done. And he actually came back after he risen from the dead and he appeared to some of his followers. And in this particular passage of scripture, this is the third time where he appeared to his disciples. And he meets up with them while they're fishing. Right? He sits down and he eats some fish with them and really just kind of gets real with them, right? Just sits down and he starts being authentic in his relationship with them. And he asks these questions here in John 21, verses 15. It says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, Son of John, do you love me more than these? Again, do you love me, right? That's the red letter question. He comes out right out of the gate stating this. Right? And it's a question we all have. But the truth is, if you think about it, it's a question that can be hard to ask, right? It's a question that is, is very vulnerable. I don't know about you, but in my sixth grade self, it took everything I could to write that letter, say check, yes or no, and then give it off, right? And then the person just laughed at it. Like, that's not yes or no, but come on. But it took something. It took it. I was putting myself out there. It was very vulnerable. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's sitting down with his disciples and he goes to Peter and he's kind of putting himself out there. And what's interesting, this is, he, he asked Peter and he actually addresses Peter in his old name. He says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Right? And he asks, do you love me more than these? When he's asking this question, you can kind of look at this and maybe Jesus is referring to, to Peter's old way of life. He's asking Peter, do you love me more than your old way of life? Right? Do you love me more than the, the fishing nets? Do you love me more than the boats? Do you love me more than the fish? Do you love me more than that way of life? And what Jesus is doing, though, it's a vulnerable question, but he's also giving a question that reveals the heart. He's looking to the heart of Peter. Right? So, Peter when he, so Jesus, when he says, do you love me more than all these? He could be talking about those things, or he could be even just talking about the disciples. Again, if you look at Peter, he was, kind of a, he was a little bit prideful. He was a, a little bit sure of himself as a follower of Christ. So often what he would do, and when asked, he would always boast about how much he loved Jesus. He said, I love him more than anybody, right? He continually and over, said this over and over again. 
So really, here's Jesus, and he's saying, maybe, do you love me more than these? Like all his disciples, all the other followers. Again, what he was doing, though, and we'll see a little later, is that Jesus was giving Peter a second chance. He was giving a chance to prove himself. So Peter answers. He says, yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, feed my lambs. Then verse 16 continues. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Again, here's Jesus. He's being real with them, right? He's being vulnerable with them. He's asking this question. And then Peter says, he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And then in verse 17, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Right, this is kind of where it gets a little bit crazy, right? A third time, right? Think about this. How many of you guys like being asked a question three times? Right, how many of you guys like being asked a question three times? How many of you guys like being asked a question three times? See what I did there, right? But the truth is none of us like that, right? It's annoying. Like, we don't like it. When somebody asks us this question three times, it's really, it's literally like the third degree. It starts to get a little irritating, right? It starts to getting a little annoying. It's like the person asking the question doesn't necessarily trust us or isn't listening to us, right? It's like they doubt our answers. It's almost like this uncomfortable interrogation. And really, this is where Peter was. As we pick up, it says, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, feed my sheep. Here's Jesus. And he asked this question, this red letter question, do you love me? Three times. Now, again, this may seem annoying, right? This may seem a little over the top. It may seem like Jesus is being a little bit overly vulnerable, right? Almost, almost to the point of insecure. But the truth is Jesus was being very intentional. He knew what he was doing. He was using this question to, with the power to transform Peter's life. He was using this question as a redemptive purpose for Jesus. See, before Jesus had died, Jesus actually told Peter, and he, he told Peter that Peter would deny him three times. Again, Peter being the overconfident follower, is like, no, you, that's not going to happen. Come on, calm down, Jesus. Right? That's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. But the night when Jesus died, when he was at the garden, he was pulled away by the mob and taken in, taken into the city, right? And there was nobody there to stand up for him. There was nobody there. There was nobody saying, no, don't do this to Jesus, right? Not even Peter. In fact, Peter was behind the scenes. Peter was behind the scenes and he denied him three times in that one night, right? Nobody came to Jesus' rescue, not even Peter. Peter stood in the background and he did exactly as Jesus predicted. He denied him three times in one night, three times before the sun even came up. And the number three in the Bible, what it represents, it actually represents completeness. So here's Peter denying Jesus three times, completely denying Christ. Right? At this time, he was completely separated from Christ. Again, I think this is one reason why we see at the beginning of this passage where, where Peter's back doing his old ways. In fact, he's probably even going by his old name, Simon, son of John, because Peter couldn't live up to the standard. He couldn't live up to the standard that he thought he could live. And he had denied him three times. He was completely separated. And listen, this denial, this separation, what it did, it left Peter feeling crushed. In fact, if you look at all the Gospels, it states that because of this, because of his failure, because of his denial, Peter wept bitterly. The Gospel of Mark states that Peter broke down. Think about this for a moment. 
The truth is we've probably all been there before as well. Truth is we can relate to Peter as well. I mean, there's been times where, where we probably felt like a failure because the truth is we've all messed up. The truth is we've all failed. We've all failed at being the sons and daughters that we're called to be. As parents, we've all failed at being the, the mother or father that we're called to be. Right? As friends, we've all called, we've all failed at being that true friend, right? We've made some mistakes. We've made some bad decisions in our lives. Right? We've done some poor things. Right? In our financial lives, there's some things that we've done that have probably kept up and taken us to the place where we're weeping, right? There's some things that we, decisions that we've made that have probably kept us from being able to even look people in the eye. Right? We failed in so many areas in our life. And it's a burden. It's a burden that many of us, that we carry. And the same is true in our spiritual lives as well. Many of us in our spiritual lives, we feel just like Peter, where we've denied Christ. Right? For some of us, we feel like we've denied Christ with our action. Right? For some of us, we feel like we've denied Christ with, with how we've treated others. For some of us, we feel like we've denied Christ with the decisions we made, with some unforgiveness that we're holding on to, with some bitterness that we're harboring in. Right? We feel like we've denied Christ with maybe some words that we've said to others. And the truth is we've fallen short. Truth is, we all carry some sin around, and this sin separates us from God. Like, that's the weight of sin. And some of us, we're carrying that. We came in here carrying guilt, carrying shame, carrying regret, right? Because of this disconnect. Because of really this denial that we've had. For some of us, we feel just like Peter, right? Where we, want to, we almost break down. Listen, I want you to understand. We've all been there, right? The Apostle Paul, a guy who wrote most of the New Testament, in fact, started many of the New Testament churches, says this in Romans 3.23. says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right? We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. That's why Jesus went to the cross. That's why we're celebrating this week. That's why he paid the ultimate penalty for us, right? And here's the good news, though. The good news is that he conquered death. The good news is that through him, we are justified. Right through his grace, we experience redemption. Today is Resurrection Sunday. Through him, we no longer have to be dead in our old self. We no longer have to be dead in our sins and our mistakes. We no longer have to carry that guilt, that regret, that shame, but we can move forward. In fact, Romans 3.24 says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We're all justified freely by his grace by the redemptive power of the risen king. Listen, the tomb is empty, so you don't have to be. Right? Jesus conquered sin. Jesus conquered death. He conquered all that, so we no longer have to run and hide in a hole. We no longer have to wallow in our own self-pity for our own mistakes. We no longer have to break down, but we can be redeemed. Right? This is why Jesus is asking this question. This is why Jesus is saying, do you love me? Because it's a question of redemption. It's a question of redemption. Jesus asked Peter this question three times to redeem his three denials. Again, the number three, it means to be made complete, to fully restore, right? It's, it's significant. There's divine wholeness and perfection in this. It's really the stamp of completion and fulfillment. And Jesus is, what Jesus is doing for Peter when he asks this question three times is he's redeeming him. And he does the same for us as well. That's why we're celebrating today, because of his redemptive power. Right? Think about that. Think about the divine wholeness in your life. Think about what that looks like. What's incredible about this question, too, is that Jesus was not only a redemptive question, but it was a question that was setting up Peter for success as well. 
See, another very interesting piece of this, and this line of questioning are the exact words that Jesus used. If you look at it, the first two times Jesus says, do you love me? He used this word agape, which the Greek word agape it means this. It's an unconditional love. It's a love that asks for nothing in return, self-giving. It's self-sacrificing, right? It's the love that Jesus gives to each and every one of us. But the truth is, it's a love that we can't give. It's a love that we will never attain. It's a love that's, that's unconditional. It's something that we can't achieve. It's a standard that we can't live up to. So the first two times Jesus asked Peter, says, do you love me? And he uses this word agape. But what's interesting is the third time, Jesus changes the word up a little bit. He uses the word filio, which is a brotherly or sisterly love. It's a love that's really associated with friendships. Like it's warm, it's generous, but it's not completely unconditional. What it is, it's a love within our grasp, right? It's attainable. So the third time Jesus asked this question, he's setting Peter up for success. And understand this, he's asking us this question as well. He's setting us up for success as well. Because what's amazing is that he's asking this question out of love. Listen, you don't ask the question, do you love me? Without already loving the other person. You don't get that vulnerable with somebody without there already being a foundation of love set there. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's asking this question out of love. Listen, I want you to understand today. Now, we celebrate Easter because, yes, because Christ is risen, but the reason he's risen is because God loves us so much, right? Because God loves us so much that he didn't want to disconnect between us. I want you to walk out of here understanding that you are loved. You are loved by your creator. You're loved by your maker. You're loved so much that he gave his son for you. In fact, we've seen this before, but John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal Jesus loves you and he loves you. He loves you with an unconditional love. He loves you with a Greek word agape, a love that we truly, we can't understand. We can never grasp, but we can receive it. We can receive it through God. We can receive it through the resurrecting power, through the redemption power of Christ. And all I ask in return is, do you love me? Do you love me? It's the red letter question that we need to answer today. It's the red letter question that he's asking each and every one of us on this Easter the red letter question that he's asking us this Sunday. And we need to live it out. We need to answer it. And here's how we answer it. Here's how we can live it out. To love Jesus means that we love others. To love Jesus means that we love others. And how we love others, one way we love others is by giving to others. So number one action point you want to live, write this down is to, is to give to others. All right, if you look at Jesus, what do you do? The first time you ask Peter and the third time you ask Peter, do you love me? Peter replied, yeah, you know I love you. And Jesus immediately replies, he says, then feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Again, understand this, this isn't about farm animals. Jesus is known as the good shepherd, like the church, the people, they are his sheep. It's all about people. And Jesus is saying, feed my people, right? Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, give to them, right? Get beyond yourself, think beyond yourself, give beyond yourself and give to others. And listen, this can look like many different forms, right? This can be in serving. This can be financially to bless others. This can be all sorts of things. But he's saying give. And I think for some of us, what we need to give more than anything, what we need to give is we need to give love. We need to give mercy. We need to give grace. We need to give that brotherly love that God's called us to. 
We need to give mercy. Instead of trying to to make sure everybody gets what they deserve, instead of trying to sit on the judgment seat, let's let God do that. And instead, let's just give mercy. Let's give mercy that points back to what he did. Listen, he robbed the grave. Let's not rob him. Let's give mercy. Let's give grace, right? Let's give grace. Let's give forgiveness too. I think for some of us, we come here today, we're probably carrying some, of a, some hurt, some pain. And really, that hurt and that pain might be linked to some unforgiveness that we're holding on to. And as we love others, as we feed others, I think what we need to give is we need to give forgiveness. And understand this. I don't know why this isn't Easter related at all, but I want you to understand that there's, new, there's no prerequisite for forgiveness. You don't need an apology before you forgive somebody. You just give it. And you give it freely. And you do it over and over and over again. When Jesus says, feed my sheep, when he says, feed my lambs, what's interesting about that? Sheep, lambs, animals, people, we need to eat over and over and over again. So we need to give over and over and over again. Show you love. Answer the question by feeding his sheep and giving. Number two, how we love others, how we love God, is we actually care. We show we care for people. The second time Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Again, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then Jesus said this, take care of my sheep. Again, obviously, it's not about animals, right? Jesus is saying care for each other. Care for my people, right? Watch out for each other. Have each other's back. Stick up for each other. Tend to each other's needs, right? Look after each other and point to each other in the right direction, right? Look out for one another. Again, this is why we do life groups here. Because we want to be in a group where we can be cared for, right? right? This is why we challenge you. We know it takes some time, but we challenge you to do life together. Don't let somebody go through what Peter went alone. Don't let somebody get to that point where they're weeping. Don't let somebody get to that point where they feel like they're just broken and they're breaking down. Don't let them get there alone, but instead care for them, right? Instead, do life together. Right? Answer the question, do you love me? I care. This week, I want to challenge you. Maybe for you, Maybe that means instead of ignoring a problem that you've seen someone going through, maybe you slow down enough to talk to them. You slow down enough to, to ask them the question. Slow down enough to, to walk with them through the situation, right? Slow down and care and go beyond yourself. And number three is to follow. To love him, we have to follow him. Right? Jesus asked Peter the question three times, do you love me? He says, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, feed my sheep. And then, then Jesus goes on and speaks to a little bit about Peter and his future and, and how he may possibly die. But then in verse 19, he sums up how Peter must truly live. He says this, follow me. Listen, we show our love for Christ by how we follow him. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in your life to follow him. Jesus is asking us today. He's asking, do you love me? Right? This is the question of the resurrected king. This is the question of the risen Christ. This is the question from the man who conquered death, who defeated the grave. And it's a question of love and it's a question of redemption. Do you love me? And now you're left with a choice. Will you answer it? Will you answer it by giving to others? Will you answer it by caring for others? And will you answer it by following him? If you would in the seat back, in front of you, if you would pull out the connection card or the seat behind you, if you would pull out a connect card. 
If you're here today, I want to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to respond to this. Maybe you're here today and maybe you've never answered the question, do you love me? Maybe for you, your first step is just to do that, is to follow him. Listen, I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here today and you never made a decision to follow Christ, or maybe you did, but you walked away, I want to give you that opportunity. And on that connection card in the back is a place where it says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. What I want you to do is I simply want you to check mark that box. Check the mark that box and, and to believe that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you. Believe the fact that we are here to celebrate the resurrected Christ, to break any barriers between you and God, between you and creator, your creator. If that's you, check mark that box. Maybe you're here today and maybe, maybe you have followed Christ. Maybe you made that decision. But maybe for you, maybe you're straying away with some certain areas. Maybe for you, maybe you need to, to give, right? To, to feed his sheep a little more, to give a little mercy, to give a little grace to others. Whatever that is, write that down. Maybe for you, maybe you need to care. Maybe you need to slow down and, and walk through life with others. Whatever that is, I want to challenge you to write that down. And there's also a place for prayer requests as well. Again, as a church, we're more than just a building. We're more than just services. We're a body. And we want to pray with you. We want to journey with you together. We use these connection cards to, to know where you're at, to know what we can be praying for. And I personally pray over each of these cards as well. So if you would, fill that out completely right now. And then also get any ties or offerings ready. And then Daryl will be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ let us know what God is asking of you and if you need prayer we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well we hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that in both encouraged and challenged you have a great week